You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? What's up, everybody? Thanks for tapping into some Untapped Keg, our sobriety and mental health podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? I'm good. I told you I feel great. Um, I'm re- feel rejuvenated, really, uh, just doing this crazy workout uh, diet uh, regimen that I'm on. But just trying to get over this little sickness, this little cold that I got. I think this this, this sinus infection that we're I'm just passing back and forth with with my family is uh, seems to be getting stronger. <laughs> the hot potato, hot potato. Now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How you doing, man? Um, you know, I actually got like uninterrupted sleep last night for longer than two hours at a time, so I feel really good. It. For a little while there, I felt like I had a newborn again, where like every couple hours I was waking up, and it wasn't even for the kids that I was waking up. It was just, yeah, I just can't can't sleep through the night. And I've I go through this from time to time. I get this, um, and it's not it's not insomnia because I can fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It's just I can't stay asleep. Maybe that's a different form of insomnia, but it makes me, I don't know. It may it makes me irritable. I mean that that's mm-hmm. for sure, but. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's like I could sleep for 12 hours and I wouldn't have enough and it's, Mm. it's odd. It feels weird. It's hard to explain. But, um, last night I actually was able to sleep for like four hours, woke up for a little bit, rolled over and went back to sleep for like another three. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. Uh, I feel like I'll be able to take it through, uh, through the day, which is nice. And I mean, you saw... You saw how much coffee I consume, so that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous for that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we got a lot in common. I told you, I woke up. I went to sleep at like one a.m. Um, a little too late for me, but then woke up at four. Then went back to sleep for like two hours and woke up at six thirty, and just stayed awake. Um, just could, yeah. I just irritability can't stay asleep. And I think that I think that has a lot to do with my phone, right? Scrolling on my phone, right. scrolling through Instagram, <clears throat> scrolling through Twitter, um, just not decompressing and getting away from my phone entirely. And so, I don't know, man. I don't know, but <clears throat> doing well, man. So let's let's go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, the trip, the trip to Virginia. Well, for me, right? Um, to yeah, see you guys, guys came to visit <clears throat> for a week, so you're here. <laughs> You were here Saturday through Friday, mm-hmm. and your parents and sister were here Saturday through Saturday. It was nice. It was a really, it was a really nice trip. I mm-hmm. or visit, I should say, because I, I wasn't on the trip. But yeah, how was it for you? Yeah, it went well, man. I think it was good to, uh, you know, obviously it's always great um, seeing new areas, seeing new parts of the country. I think that's important for folks. Um, who especially may feel a little trapped, more trapped mm-hmm. than, than usual just due to the pandemic, due to restrictions, due to um, anxieties 
surrounding COVID, right? Yeah. Um, me right now, thank goodness, I got a bunch of mucus coming out. So it, it apparently, right, a bunch of mucus means, you know, you're clear of COVID. Um, maybe, maybe not. But again, a lot of anxiety surrounding this. So some people get a little nervous traveling and stuff. So for me, it was awesome to kind of get to Virginia to see you guys. Obviously, see you, see my sister, my nephews. Um, understand how you guys' lives are going out there. Let, and, let's uh, be real. To see the nephews. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, seventh on the list and there's only four of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's good good to see everybody and, and just be with the family and kind of really just get away. Get away. It was it was a good Thanksgiving, man. It was a good Thanksgiving. Um Yeah. It it was. It was. Yeah, I really don't got much much from that. I mean, it was awesome seeing the boardwalk. Seeing some of the ships, right? Yeah. Um, and again, just, just, oh, DC. We went to DC too. Again, yeah, I'm going to be all over the place, trip. you guys. That's all right. All yeah. over the place. This is, this podcast episode is us. Like, we'll be interacting right. with chat, like, when they're there. You know, feel free to ask questions. Uh, but, like, it's just going to be about the holidays, kind of what we were feeling going through, maybe a little bit yeah. more about. Uh, kind of what we're doing in our lives and transitions and stuff. Because we haven't had this episode like we were going to like a month ago, and then we ended up not. And then we had another serious episode. So uh, this That's one. We're getting, a, we're getting a bunch of guests, dude. Right. we're growing. Right. We're growing. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's, uh, you know, for those who don't know, September I moved to the Virginia Beach area of Virginia, Virginia Beach, Norfolk area. So this was your first time out seeing it, and mm-hmm. that was exciting. Um, and it's just, you're right about experiencing other cultures. And it's not just other cultures. It's other cultures within, like, your country, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to go to another country to experience a different culture. Sometimes right. it's just driving down the road. Like, we took that day trip to D.C., and that's a totally different culture mm-hmm. than uh, even what we have here in Virginia beach and Norfolk. So, um, yeah. it's, it's nice. It's exciting, but I mean, it kind of is though, like on a city that extends, right. When you're traveling, like that's the difference between the East coast and middle America. Like you don't have the farm fields in between. <laughs> true. You don't it's have true. Acres and acres of farm fields between cities. So it, it's different, true. but I, I was glad that you guys came and experienced it. I was a little worried um, how it was going to be uh, because you guys stayed at our house and we have a lot smaller house than we used to. So I was like, is there going to be enough space? But we may do it. It never felt like we were all on top of each other. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, it worked out. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it, all, it all worked out, man. I think, again, yeah, with, with, with people feeling, possibly feeling trapped, uh, people messaging me, just feeling like this real Groundhog's Day, right? Uh, it seems like we're experiencing this Groundhog's Day where you you look on Twitter, right? You look at the news. Yeah. You're seeing some of the same stuff, right? We're, we're going back into travel bans. We're going back into people freaking out about masks. Um, all of the above. Kind of going back to March of 2020, Groundhog's Day. And again, I guess just speaking for myself, um, and I know a lot of people don't have the luxury, you know, of, of traveling, right? Mm-hmm. Traveling is a luxury. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand that. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for it. But, um, 
you know, I still, from my own personal experience, I kind of needed that, needed that to see other cultures, to see other types of people understand how they're thriving, which, you know, I didn't really dive too deep into the culture of those six days or what have you, but I think just still just being able to just experience it, to feel it, just at least to be around it for a little bit, really showed me, again, just how different other places can be just right around the corner. Because um, you can get stuck in your town, in your state, in your bubble, in your yeah. environment. Um, and, and most people don't even understand that they are stuck in a sense because you don't know what you don't know. That's why we encourage people to figure out new hobbies. Uh, traveling can be an expensive hobby, but but if you if you if you got the wherewithal to to do it, highly recommend it um, because it can can open open you up to new things, broaden your horizon, and uh, just pretty cool stuff. And you know, if you're open to trying new things too, you can uh, yeah. you can find ways to make it more affordable, right? Like, I mean, you know, spirit is cheap. <laughs> Speaking of air- airlines, let's talk about some of the trip back and why we're a little late this morning because this spirit. is a one. This oh boy, fun. mentioning spirit is, is... oh yeah. Duh. Well, we don't fly spirit, but um, yeah, man, uh, good old Delta. Good old Delta, right? Smooth flight to Norfolk, Virginia, Milwaukee to Atlanta, Atlanta to Norfolk. I'm talking super smooth, right? Comfortable seats, getting my butt whooped against the computer and chess, right? Impossible to beat them, but right. still having a good time. On the way back, same same legs, same cities that I'm gonna lay, same city that I'm gonna lay over in. Back to Milwaukee, land in. Take off at 5.35 a.m. out of Norfolk, land in Atlanta at about 7.35 a.m. Boom, smooth, right? Get off the plane. I'm like, that was easy. Go to the carousel. And I'm sitting there waiting for my bag for about 35 minutes to 40 minutes. It was like seven of us, seven to eight of us. And we're like, okay, maybe maybe the other carousels you know, have our bags. So we go and check every other carousel, nothing. Go talk to the baggage lady, right? We're like, hey, you know, here's my baggage ticket, you know, my number, all that stuff. And and she checks and she's like, oh, your bags are actually on their way to Fort Lauderdale right now from Atlanta. <laughs> um, but they're going to be sent back to Atlanta. And then up here to, uh, no, no, excuse me. That was when I landed in Milwaukee. Yeah, because I didn't check my bags, obviously. Didn't go to the carousel in Atlanta. Landed in Milwaukee, and obviously was looking for my bags. And that was the the lady, the baggage claim lady in in, in Milwaukee. Excuse me, was saying that, and we're like, "Where's my bags?" And she was like, "Oh, sorry, on their way to Fort Lauderdale, but they're gonna fly back to Atlanta, then back here to Milwaukee." And I'm like, "They just said it so casually." I'm like, "I'm like, it's not like you you, right? He accidentally switched my seat on the plane. My bags are heading towards Southern Florida right now, and I'm in Milwaukee." And I'm just like, my goodness. So, and it's not like you live in Milwaukee, like 20 minutes from the airport, right? Like, exactly. you know, you have an hour, a little bit over an hour drive to get home. To Madison, exactly. So I'm like, this is super inconvenient. My passport was in in, in my bag. Um, obviously, all my clothes, my jackets. Um, so I was literally just, just dark naked in a sense, really. And, and, and long story short... I was like, well, I got to get going. So I caught the Badger bus to Madison because I had to get back to Madison. But my family was landing in 
Milwaukee the following day. So I had them grab the bags. Um, I had work yesterday for about nine hours with um, with some other stuff and didn't get finished until about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So I didn't get a chance to swing by my parents to grab my bag, to grab my webcam and my mic. Go grab my webcam or go grab my bags this morning. Get back over here to my place. Open it up. <laughs> realize my mic and webcam's not even in there. It's still at your house, RJ. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> you text me, and I didn't even think anything of it. I looked at it yesterday. I looked at it this morning. <laughs> didn't think anything of it. And you text me, and you're like, hey, I think, or no, you called. I think my stuff is still at your place. And I'm like, yep, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> and it just didn't trigger yeah. that, oh, no. But that's okay. We may do. We'll make do some more. And cell phone, right? Part of, part you got of life. The cell phone. That's right. <laughs> We're just, <clears throat> you know, two got two amateurs trying to make it look easy. And uh, <laughs> we go one at, one at a time, one at a time. So, so true. You know, uh, we have a new chatter in here who uh, chimed in, and so I'd like to read what he put. They put, yeah, yeah. they put, uh, Roddy put the best place to experience culture that's life altering and life threatening is Africa. Ooh, what, what, what country? Uh, that's so I asked that they haven't responded yet, but uh, that is yeah. definitely. Definitely on my bucket list is going to Africa and going to, Absolutely. you know, I would, I would like to experience, you know, Ghana. I'd like to experience Nigeria, but then also going down and experiencing South Africa too, just to see how that culture is and what they've kind of made in the past, you know, 30 years. Um, how, they, <clears throat> how they've colonized around the diamonds. Well, the- <laughs> And the apartheid. <laughs> well, how they've they've moved on and created a different life since apartheid, right? And if it actually has happened, <clears throat> that's something I don't know. That would be interesting to see. So well, I'm, only mess- I'm only messing with you, <laughs> right? But I get it. You know, like how has it? Have they actually changed the culture, or has it kind of become the United States of America there? Right? right? Like, I don't. I don't know. Uh, that would be interesting to see, I think. It would be. It would be. Uh, most definitely would be. I, I agree with, uh, what was that person's name? Roddy. Roddy? Mm-hmm. Most definitely agree with Roddy on that. That's, that's a bucket list, bucket list item for myself. Um, I'm, I'm Nigerian and Ghanaian, my heritage. I'm obviously BIPOC, Black Indigenous person of color here in America, but my heritage dates back to Nigeria and Ghana. Um, not really sure which parent should, which parent is which, but obviously 100% African. Um, but yeah, that's that is something that I want to experience. Um, absolutely, 100%. I think it's again, I think it's important for folks to, you know, it's kind of like that. You don't need college, right? You don't need college to be successful. But I guess the one perk of going to college, right? Yep. It's kind of getting outside of your social bubble, getting outside of your your you know, that that high school group of friends that that is sort of like an echo chamber, right? Of your life and experiencing new people, people from all different walks of life, um and and just understanding uh different ways of, of shaping your 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 perspective. Yeah, your perspective on on, on life, cultures, um, et cetera. And I think you can get that a lot from Africa. And just speaking of 
getting outside your bubble, like that's hard, right? And like, mm-hmm. we understand that. I mean, I have nobody yeah. here that I know uh, except for one family, and that's it. Like, so I have to start from scratch, like building uh, right. connections of doing all this. And for someone who seems extroverted sometimes, I'm actually more of an introvert. Like, uh, sometimes it oh, yeah. takes a lot to get me <clears throat> out of my shell. Once I'm out of my shell, I'm fine. But like, I almost feel like I have to be talked to first. Like I will sit there and I will not really say anything. I'll just nod and be like, yeah, sure. And then when somebody talks to me, like it gives me permission to speak almost. And then I'll, I'll start talking. But, uh, usually Let's I unpack- sit there until then. Let's unpack that. Oh, <laughs> okay. let's unpack that. And I know there's, okay. there's a lot to unpack there because I'm somewhat, somewhat similar. I'm not, I'm not that extreme, um, and I don't mean that negatively, right? Um, that extreme of an introvert. Um, obviously, it's a broad spectrum. Um, but why do you think that is? Why? Yeah, and, I, and that's kind of a so probably a broad response to some, this. Some of it is. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Some of it is just like saving myself embarrassment. Like I don't want to say anything embarrassing or like <sighs> No, that's a lie. What it is is uh it's more coming from like a manners perspective. Like I I was raised with pretty strict manners and so like inserting myself into a conversation I feel I could come off like a it's not very polite. So like Mm -hmm. I wait for someone to, I think that this is where it comes from at least, but like I'll, I'll wait for someone to interact with me so that I know like, Oh, I'm not inserting myself into this conversation. Like I'm welcome to it or whatever. But, Mm. but that's not always the case too, because sometimes I will insert myself if I know, if I know the answer to something. Right. right? So like I'll I'll chirp in, but I'll just like chirp in and then, shut my mouth. I won't go any further. I'll just, uh, if it's a group of people that I don't know or haven't had much interaction with beforehand, I should say. So that's kind you of, think it's, uh, yeah, go for it. Like a confidence thing. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe a little bit, right? Maybe a little bit. Uh, in there. I'm I just, in the same boat. I don't, maybe I don't feel like I could bring, value to the conversation sometimes too you know it depends on what's happening around um so this isn't like a therapy session for for you <clears throat> but i i'm i'm, I'm agreeing yeah. I'm somewhat similar you've known me long enough yeah. um and my question to you is do you think that has a lot to do with i already know my answer <clears throat> but um you know for if if i was asked this question <laughs> like but, uh, do you that before that, right before the self medicating came about, do you think that is because you know growing up was your voice not heard? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And you had to show other ways of expressing yourself, <clears throat> and which was anger or extreme excitement or extreme sadness to express yourself because your voice wasn't heard. So. Then once you got old enough, you didn't have that attribute, that characteristic of being comfortable with your voice being heard, being comfortable with your voice. So you self-medicated. 
yeah. self-medicating. And, and, I mean, that's me. I'm preaching to the choir, so you're not. Right. <laughs> it's most definitely me. Um, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is a lot of truth, right? Like, um, I was not as good of friends with uh, that, like, between other people were. So, like, they'd always have mm-hmm. conversations over the top of me or, like, uh, when mm-hmm. they would interact, like, I, I would almost long for that deep sense of friendship that they had with each other, right? Like, I was, I didn't just have, like, a few friends that I was really close with. I was, like, I was friends with everybody. Right. But then in doing that, <clears throat> I sometimes kind of let go of some of the connections that I would have with a person to, like, also invite another person in. And like, and then I would miss that deep personal connection. Like this was a young kid. And then like in high school, I found that, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because uh, Jenny actually put me onto a podcast. I just started listening to that. I was going to bring up and room to grow uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, Dana Huff. I think it is. I got to, let me look to check to make sure I have this right. Yeah, go ahead. So I was, I was, I, mean, I was listening to it. Room to go with Emily. Go, I think mm-hmm. I'm saying that right. Um, and I was listening to it, and it's like the way that they touch on some stuff. It's like it's like an arrow in my in my heart. Like they're talking right to me, right? Like um, I was listening to an episode they were talking about men and how as men growing up you know we're expected to be great at something we're expected to have mental mm-hmm. toughness we're expected to be physically gifted right we're expected to be intelligent <clears throat> so people who are good at these things who were achievers at a young age they never had to find themselves and then as they get older and these things start to disappear and they have to find themselves it becomes tough. It becomes tougher, right? And I feel like that's you and me. Like, Dude, that is you my, and me, right? Yeah, that's like, my book. <laughs> I didn't know who RJ was until, and even like during this podcast, I've gone through kind of identity crises where I'm trying to figure out who I am. So now I have these two kids and I have this relationship trying to figure out who I am, whether I'm worthy of the love that they give. And like, adding that on top of it like that's sometimes it's puts me on my head and i spin right like um it's different it's different and like you know i was listening to this and it's like i i go through these times where i'm very okay with the person that i am but then i go through these times of an identity crisis where it's who am i who what is rj you know, like, I think that's kind of why I took a step back from being a f- such a heavy fan of sports. It's trying to figure out who I am outside of that. Like, mm-hmm. because I have been so heavily into sports for so long. But who who else is RJ? Like, I sometimes I'm still trying to figure that out. But I think that's the that's the con of it all, isn't it? That we're all trying to figure it out. It's just right. like some I, more. Some people are more okay with that than others. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I always view it as. First off, it's weird, right? This is this is our first episode where one of us is sick, 
in, 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 in over a year. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, but um, I, I view it, man, and, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Absolutely. But I, I view it as, <clears throat> you know, like um, with what you just stated right there. If we had all the answers. Right. Then the process of growth would feel like a chore as opposed to a gift sounds super cliche, but again, I'm going to say that again. If we had all the answers, then this, this, this process of growth would feel like a chore. Right. As opposed to a gift, we have the ability, right. To, to kind of look at our game plan as to how we got to where we are right now and be like, Ooh, okay. You know, granted I'm still fortunate. I got, I got 10 toes, two feet, two kneecaps. I'm an able bodied person, right. Beautiful baby boy. Um, beautiful family. Beautiful nephews. I mean, I, I I got all of that, but obviously there's some things in my life that I wish I would have done differently. Um, that may have placed me on a different track than I am now. But again, I think by us having that ability to to utilize hindsight is a gift. Was definitely is a gift. Um, so right there with you just explaining everything is a gift in itself for you today to kind of digest that. Right, moving forward, yeah. okay. The awareness, the self-awareness of knowing that you are in the process of figuring yourself out is way a way better position to be in than b- before, right? The RJ who never even got to the point of being in the process of trying to figure out who you are. Um, and so I, I kind of view it also as uh, a plant in a pot, right? At some point, you're going to have to get a bigger pot for those roots. Those roots are going to outgrow that pot, right? But certain trauma, certain traumatic moments in your life right? will make those roots smash up against that pot. You can still function. That plant can still live, right? It's going to get really crowded and crunched up in there. But at some point, at some point in the future, that plant's going to start dying. Yeah. Your person, your, your soul, your spirit, what have you, whatever you believe in is going to start withering away and dying. If you don't outgrow your environment that you know is toxic that's bringing you down long story short um i think it's just important the being self-aware of the where you're at in the process and again i'm speaking to myself here too is is a step that most people have yet to even take and they're in their 40s and their 50s and in their 60s well and i think that that's it's important that you say you know you're speaking to yourself here because when we talk about this stuff sometimes i feel like and this is both of us, not just you, right? This is yeah. you. Like, it can seem like we're coming off like we have all the answers. Or <sighs> when I talk about myself, like, I can, <sighs> I can speak about it. But, I, like, because I'm talking, sometimes I sound more confident than I am when I talk. Right. Um, It can sound like I'm pompous or like I'm arrogant or like, well, it's this way or like I have it figured out. But I... No, no, like no to all of it, right? Like, uh, I'm. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm okay with being wrong about things. Some things I'm not okay with being wrong about, right? Like, uh, right. Uh, uh, let's talk about you know, like football, right? So I have problems saying that I'm not right. Like, if I see something in football that I swear is right, you don't do it my way. It's gonna work. Or, like, even, like, basketball, baseball. Um, But that, like, went into my job, too. So, like, when, you know, when I was a lineman, I would 
if I thought I was right about something, I would have conviction and I would be stubborn and I would be, nope, I'm, I'm right. And then sometimes I'd be proven wrong that like that hubris. So trying to remove the hubris from it can come off as arrogant. And, um, you're absolutely 100% like blowing my mind. Right. With a lot of this, like it's, you're right about that. Um, Oh, I think uh, with what you were just saying right there, too, right, about not having all the answers and, and being at a point in your life where you can, if someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer to it, and you say, well, I don't know the answer to that. I think the two signs of an intelligent person is, is, is one, if you're able to communicate with somebody in their own language of a, of a topic um, and, and putting it in a way to the, where they can understand it, one, and two, if you're capable of, of, of truly being able to say, I don't know the answer to that. Um, knowing that you're going to be able to find the answer to it and tell that person what that answer is. Um, so I, I think, again, we don't have all the answers. We will never have all the answers. Um, but, but where we are right now in our, in our, in our journey, dude, in our, in our recovery journey, I think we are capable of, of providing folks with, with, I guess the, the right steps, right. To get, to get to this point the right steps i know there's a million ways up the hill right but if you are I mean, listening at least, to- you know what worked with us and then maybe some things that work with other people too we can at least give a platform for that and <laughs> hopefully it'll work for you but if it doesn't that's okay hey right. you are who you are and you have to figure out what works for you thank you for tapping into untapped keg uh Sobriety and Mental Health Podcast featuring Monte Ball and RJ Zimmerman. Now it's time for some ads. Why don't traditional diets work? Because you can't fight your biology with willpower. But Calibrate is different. It's a comprehensive, doctor-guided metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Calibrate works because they combine prescribed, FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve, improve your metabolic health. It's a fully integrated program that includes classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, and a community with members like you. They provide a comprehensive wellness plan personalized to your needs, so it's easy to fit Calibrate into your busy schedule. Check in with the app as often or as little as you'd like. All of the goals you set are personalized and tracked by doctors and coaches. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off one-year met- metabolic reset when you use promo code BELIEVE at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use code BLEAV at joincalibrate.com. Thank you, and back to the show. Yeah, I wanted to, I, I told you, I wanted to, uh, I wasn't expecting to go down that route and, and, and unpack that, um, you know, those feelings. Because I, I, a lot of people, a lot of people deal with that. The, not a lot of confidence in their voice. Too afraid of, of saying the wrong things. And and when many people ask me, how do you do the public speaking? How do you talk? Well, I always tell myself about ninety five percent of those listening aren't really actively listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, just either waiting to respond, unfortunately, or or just being present, which is nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but you do have those 5%, right? 
that are digesting your words and really taking them in. Um, but at the end of the day, everybody's a little nervous of saying the wrong thing. Everybody's a little nervous of hurting anyone's feelings. And I think, I think but if you get to the point, what going sometimes you got to crack an egg, right? And we might say something that makes you angry, that makes you kind of lean back a little bit. And maybe we are wrong. Like we're people. We're, we want to provide a space to grow because we needed that space for ourselves to grow. And I'm not saying we're done growing, but like we didn't have that space before. So we're trying to help create it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm definitely not done growing. I definitely want to keep growing, but I'm growing differently. I think than um, some people would like, um, you know, I don't just want to grow intellectually. I want to figure out who RJ is. I want to figure out the emotions that I feel and how to verbalize them. I'm getting better at it, but I'm still not great. Um, but like, sometimes you have to break through somebody's shell to get them to see that what you're saying is not like insulting or demeaning or something like that. But like you have to see that you're being self-destructive. You have to see that what you're doing is Right. hurting others around you you have to you have to be able to get through that and um it's it's okay if we say something that seems controversial at the time for me as long as a we're willing to grow from it if we're wrong and admit we're wrong and b sometimes we got to hold true to our convictions that we're right and we're sorry <laughs> that hurt. speaking of speaking of breaking through the shell cracking an egg what I thought about the other day is, did Humpty Dumpty die after he fell? Well, uh, why, why does the story end right there? What happened after he fell and and, and cracked himself up? Way off topic, but it just came to my mind right now. And all the king's men came to put Humpty together again. But did they? No, I guess he's we did. Dead. <laughs> you just say that to the kids so they don't know that. <laughs> Why are all lullabies and, and and why why are they so dark? Well, I mean, look at like the real one, like the how you know the uh, brothers Grimm tales, right? Like brutal times. <clears throat> that's then, where they came from. So, like, you had to be brutally honest about it in order to keep people safe. Because if you were <clears throat> not present, if you weren't conscious of what's going on around you. You're about to be taken out, whether like you're a human. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Like we're trying to beat people over the head with the real, with the realness, and they still don't want to listen to it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I like what Jenny's saying about, uh, you know, we all think we're aware, but she has been more mindful of her mindfulness and trying to be intentional with it. Mm -hmm. And that's mindfulness. That's something that I'm trying to be with my kids is more intentional with my parenting 
right? I don't just want to scream and yell and punish and do stuff, but like trying to pick and choose spots on where is a good point place to make a point. Where's a good place to let them be kids. Where's a good place to, you know, move on a little bit. So I appreciate that. And then Jenny's also talking about, uh, we learn kindness and grace, uh, so that we can look and determine what to do next. Mm -hmm. Even if our past is bad or like we do something like mean or not great five minutes ago, like all we have is what we can do moving forward. What what can we do next? And that's all we can. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, dude, you know, it's life. It's life. Life is difficult because, you know, there's only so much we can control. And then most traumatic moments are out of our control. Um, but we know those moments are unfortunately inevitable. Um, and that's just, you know, didn't mean to, mean to kind of rain on this parade, but I think it's just, uh, that again, that self-awareness, understanding, mindfulness, just like Jenny said, right? Kind of placing yourself in that state of mind, using that tool, having that tool in your, in your tool shed in a sense um, for difficult times, because difficult times are going to always happen. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I sent out a tweet yesterday about that feeling of aloneness is our is the most dangerous, right? And it's not that you're physically alone. It could happen when you are physically alone, but that's not necessarily when it happens. It's when you feel like nobody understands. When you feel like, um, like you're trying to take on the world by yourself uh you just can't do right like it's all working against you and um you know i don't that's something that i was kind of going through yesterday why do you ever why do you why would you ever feel like you need to take like you need to take on the world that's kind of like that's kind of like uh again i'm just gonna be honest with you, like the martyr yeah and I have that a lot, right? Um, I have a feeling that I have to take things on by myself because that way I don't have to burden anybody. Like, um, I don't know. I, I got it from growing up because I felt like I had to silence my emotions right like i had to carry them by myself because nobody else in my family honestly cared about how i was feeling right like uh that's uh, that's to put it blunt that's what it came down to like what i was feeling didn't matter it's what i was doing so it was like put those aside and then to grow up with that toxic masculinity too you gotta push everything down, push it down, push it down, act logically, um, you know, not don't act on your emotions because that's when you make mistakes. Right. That's, uh, and that's part partially sports too, you know, hot in the heart, cool in the head kind of a thing. But when you, Mm -hmm. if you can keep your heart from being hot, then you're going to always be cool in your head. Take that to life. Like you're just going to be stuck there. Um, 
I don't know why this sense of loneliness comes over me. Uh, it's, and it is dangerous. Like it, it does. That's when I can start to taste the beer again. Right. That's when I'll, I'll see a commercial or something. And it's like, Ooh, that would taste really good right now. Right. Or like, I just want to turn off the emotions. I don't want to feel it. anymore. Right. I want to escape. Uh, it's just it, it I don't I don't know how to put it into words uh why that sense of loneliness happens the way that it does it just it, it comes and goes it's kind of like when um what's the word I'm looking I yeah I just I also just have problems being vulnerable because I have been hurt by the people close I've been closest to so many times when I have tried to be vulnerable. Um, so then you just clam up because mm-hmm. it's almost, it, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy at some point too, that when you share at inopportune times and you know, it's an inopportune time, it's gonna, it's like, you know that that's going to happen. So then when it does, like it's like three times more because you knew it was going to happen, but you try to right. kind of a thing. Um, I just, that feeling of aloneness just is. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't need an answer right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> then again, never went for that to, <clears throat> feel like I'm personally attacking you or anything. Sorry, my voice. That's all right. It's all right. Both but, things are all right. I don't think you're personally attacking <clears throat> me. Because, so. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very, very similar. Um, n- not with the whole, um, you know, I, I, a lot of my, my problems came about really once I got out, once I, once I kind of, went to college and, and started experimenting with some of the wrong groups. Um, <clears throat> right. That that's when a lot of that happened, but, but, but I get it though, man. I, I, I get it. I understand. And I think it's important for folks who are listening in on this to understand too. Like, again, we're still trying to figure it out. We're still, we still have bad days. I still, I'm struggling with sleep. Yeah. I'm struggling with staying asleep, which I think is obviously impacting my, my, my physical health right now. <clears throat> um, and then obviously it's going to start impacting my mental health. Um, it's, it's almost, I can't get both <clears throat> in sync, right? When I wasn't working out and when I wasn't drinking a gallon of water a day, I've been doing this now for two weeks, pff, sleeping like 10 hours, knocked out. But now all of a sudden I can't stay asleep. Um, just got to get them both in sync. But again, it's, it's an everlasting process. And I think the important part again that we can always kind of hang our hats on. And again, not tooting our horns with untied cake or anything, but we're doing it, man. You know, and we're not perfect. We're not, right. we're not trying to act like trailblazers or anything, but from March of 2020 to now, to now and we're doing it. We're creating this safe space and just throwing it all out there. This is us. Take it or leave it. And, you know, when you only see us for an hour and it's in a conversation like last week with Derek, like it seems like, oh, these guys have it together. They're thinking about this stuff, right? 
<clears throat> but like I'm eight years in and I still have cravings. Like that's the reality. That's what it is. And it comes at weird times. It can come in happy times. It can come in sad times. And, um, and sometimes like, sometimes we just like to wallow in our despair. I, oh, yeah. At least I do. Sometimes I want to wallow in it. I don't know why, but I want to splash around in my despair and get it all over everything and just be like, it's okay to be sad sometimes. And it's okay to want to be sad as odd as that sounds. Um, maybe that's I mean, healthy sometimes. My, I mean, people deal with every type of emotion in different most definitely in different ways. Um, the game of football taught me, um, even though I'm not, I'm not perfect at it, but to not feel sorry for myself. Um, cause at the end of the day, and this might sound rude, this might sound harsh, but <clears throat> this just goes, to, it goes to show you how, what, what, what is being taught in the game of football. And they, no one cares work harder. Just yeah. what it is. <clears throat> Nobody cares. Work harder. It's literally a saying, um, and you know that bleeds over into your into your real world life, and that's where that suppression, suppressing of your emotions, you know, all that stuff, because you 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 think that doesn't matter, doesn't matter, and then on top of that, we can just talk about how the lack of seriousness with men's health in America, right? Oh yeah. I, and, and that's, not, and that's we, not just America. That's like global, it right? Is. And then, and then we can even go deeper into a specific demographic: black black men's mental health. You know, it's yeah. it's relatively non-existent. Non-existent. So there's no. I mean, there's, there's, it is like non-existent. <laughs> and so there's a lot of work to be done um, for all demographics, um, but I don't know, man. I mean. Again, I, I I appreciate you. I really appreciate you sharing that stuff, man. Really, really peeling peeling the layers back, and right there. Um, and I I think you deserve that. I think our listeners deserve that too. How Jen, Jenny made a really good point. Like sometimes you need to hold space for the not good emotions. Like we can't just put them away. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like i want to wallow in it because it's what i deserve right um he's What's almost martyr like complex survivor <clears throat> guilt a little bit almost like uh i don't know i love i love the pretty charmed life so maybe i do i don't deserve happiness right like maybe happiness is for the people who've had it tough uh sometimes that's how i feel a little bit and like you said, the mar- I definitely have like that martyrdom. Like I will put myself in bad positions so other people don't have to be in those positions. Um, and that's I don't know. That's just that's just something that I have to trigger on or work with and be truthful about. But uh, here's my question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you came all the way out here to Virginia and you played a PS5 for the first time, even though you have one in your apartment. What was that like right for here, you? This is <laughs> right here. <clears throat> so, hooked up, hooked up and everything, dude. Uh, sitting right here. Got the, what, 
So we play. What, what did we play? Three, uh, three games. Which one was your favorite? Uh, was it Returnal? Returnal, or is that the game? No. Yep, Returnal. Okay, I'm thinking. Okay, Returnal. Returnal is easily my favorite. Easily. Um, I like the gameplay. I like the feel of it. It's got that nostalgic PlayStation vibe to it, right? Mm-hmm. That Devil May Cry. You know, the unlimited. Maybe it was unlimited. I can't remember, but the, you know the unlimited double pistols or whatever the the monsters coming up at the ground, the the puzzles, all that stuff. I really really enjoyed that. Um, really enjoyed the mechanics. Right. That's 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 really the the gameplay. Yeah, the gameplay is that's what I told you too. Like that gameplay loop is just right. That is what that game's about, and it's awesome. Right. Um. It, that's really, it's really the world that we're getting into right now with video games. I don't, I don't really play a lot of video games anymore. Um, I mean, I, I was playing Rocket League a lot, but I told you I go through, I go through spurts, mm-hmm. I go through phases, and I think I'm getting out of it right now. Um, video games, just because I was spending so much time, three hours. Um, playing a video game and, and and I get it, you know, it's a hobby. I understand it, but you know, I've been, I've been reading, um, working out, um, cooking, just, just doing other stuff that, I don't know, um, help me progress in life. Um, and I, I just, I, 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 again, but I, I like video games, but I, I, I'm kind of, again, I think I'm coming out of that phase and that phase will come back again yep. and all that stuff. But, but I think all in all though, that, that game Returnal, that game Returnal was a, was a nice game. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm glad you liked it because I do like that game. I haven't beat it yet. Um, I'm still on the third, Pretty hard. third boss. It is not easy. And or I'm on the fourth boss. Um, I beat three, two. I'm on the third two. boss. I beat two. I'm on the third boss. And, uh, it's just, it's so, I like those games that are kind of hard, hard, but you just like learn the loops and you learn how you can use them to your advantage or you learn how to get into a rhythm with them, right? And like, mm-hmm. that helps me too. Like, I, I, when I'm in those games, I feel like I'm doing something and it's not, sometimes I like the community of playing multiplayer games too, right? But like single player games, they help my mind get into a rhythm and like break down and decompress, and that's that's what I like them for. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I like watching TV shows. Sometimes I like watching movies uh, to help me decompress. But like, you know, sometimes video games can feel like a chore, and like they're they're called video games, but it, sometimes it does feel like that. Like, oh yeah, I really want to play Sekiro um, mm. but I want to play it on stream and like I keep feeling like that's such a chore to do even though it's probably not going to be it's going to be perfectly fine and it's going to be really really good but I have to get over that mindset of uh, it's going to be a chore so um, you know what What else What else have you been doing so you, you've been reading you've been yeah, man. I, I again, okay. I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get back in that phase of video games. Heavy. I mean, I was, I was, I was just in that phase for, for like six months. Heavy. I'm talking. 
I'm talking every night, Rocket League, Apex, the FIFA, Warzone, Madden. I mean, literally all those games I would go through. I would play each game for about three hours. And I'll, I'll be able to go through all those games that I just mentioned in like three days, three hours at a time, and then restart it. I mean, I was I was in it, but um, other than other than you know cooking, reading, working out, um, school, of course, right? School's been taking a bunch of my my uh, bandwidth. Um, semester ends in about three weeks, so I'm looking forward to that. Been crushing it. Um, I'm scheduled to walk in May, so that's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Um, yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, it's, I already picked my classes for next semester. Um, you know, and I, I and, and I, I truly hope people aren't just jumping in right now and listening and thinking that again, that my life is just, oh, so great. Um, you know, many things that, that, that I'm, that I'm dealing with, but, but at the end of the day, uh, I think with this podcast, talking through things, working through things with you has really been, at least placing me in, in in a better position to attack the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sort of like working out, you know, running a couple miles in the morning. You do that because now you know that your day can't get any worse than that. So, <laughs> Well, a lot of the time this podcast is almost better for me than therapy just because I feel like I can express myself to someone who has a better understanding of what's behind it. And then who's been through the same toxic masculinity cycle. And we're trying to get out of that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, the DSM five, again, DSM five, the therapist, not taking anything away from therapy. That's what I utilize, but I know what you mean. Kind of mold you chart you down a path a path to diagnose you with something, right? When it's not as cookie cutter as that. <clears throat> um, sorry, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. I was <clears throat> just going to say, like, I've had, I don't know, just talking with somebody. Like, talking with strangers can be easier than talking with someone you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why therapy's great, right? Like, as somebody who's not that committed. But then, sometimes I have this thing where when I tell a story, I'm like, well, is that how it really happened? Or is that just me being dramatic? Am I over anal- like analyzing everything and making it bigger than it was? Or, But that's what it was to me. So why does it matter if I'm making it bigger than what it was? Like, it could be small things that add up. It could be small things that get bigger. Um, but I don't know. It's like sometimes maybe I just haven't had a really good therapist. Maybe that's what it is. And that's a good possibility too. Like when we had Waba on, sometimes you got to just move on and try a different therapist because the one that you have may not be the one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why I like having guests on that have different backgrounds that have different ways of looking at life, different viewpoints, because it makes me kind of see my own life from a different angle and like, uh, you know, talking to you and like how you kind of analyze that, that, that really helps too. So 
I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And no, thank you. This, this, thank you. This is really, <clears throat> it, it is a different type of therapy for me. We're not mental health professionals. It's just peer support, right? You know, we don't want to pretend like we know right. all of the mental health background and stuff, mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> peer support goes a long way too. And, uh, you know, that's it's why, almost AA, as more that's important. why AA and NA is so successful. Um, that's why group work is so successful in substance dependency, right? And yeah, I just, I just, I guess I just wanted to kind of word vomit all over this and throw that out there. And I don't know where I was going, but, uh, it's, it's like, um, <clears throat> kind of, I guess something to leave, leave everybody with, um, you know, it's for me, therapy helped me to change my perspective, right? Perspective on things. Um, because you can feel as if everything is against you, the world is crushing you. <clears throat> you know that's 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 what depression is. That's what you know. Then you start self medicating. You start making yourself more susceptible to other mental health um, um, ailments. And, and 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 but 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 for me, the one thing I heard really, you know, obviously there were many things that I heard to help me change my perspective. But one thing was, it's kind of like if you stepped in a room with with a hundred other people, right? And all of your, I hate saying issues, right? But for lack of a better word, <clears throat> all of your issues, right, were tangible things, right? And you were able to throw them in the middle of the floor. Everybody threw them in the middle of the floor. You know, you threw a cup, but that cup said like childhood abuse, right? You would scramble after seeing everybody else's. More times than not, you would scramble to pick yours back up. Right? Just because... Again, we don't understand what other people have been through. We don't understand, you know, obviously some of the grateful things that we do still have in our lives right now because we continue to just focus on the negatives. Um, but again, I don't want for people to think that, again, childhood abuse is, is something that you should accept. No, but just understanding that, again, with AA, my experience, a couple of, uh, excuse me, group therapies that I went to, you know, there was a 17-year-old sitting next to me, right? I was 25 at the time, 26, 17-year-old sitting next to me. You know, at the moment, I'm complaining about getting in trouble, having a few misdemeanors on my record. 17-year-old had a couple felonies on the record and struggled with getting a job and had no family in the state at all. And I was just like, wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe maybe I can handle this. You know? Maybe I can't handle this. And again, I don't I'm, I'm just I'm just blabbering right now, but but you know, it's just that, that perspective, right? Perspective is everything. It really is. That's what reality is. is. Reality yeah. is your own perception, right? Now you perceive yeah. it. Yeah. Um well, yeah, and I and hopefully that's not interpreted as I'm better than that person. It just no, it's just a reality, right? Right, right, right. <clears throat> I feel like we always do this, and we always try to have like a fun conversation, and then we go down the hole, and it ends up being really serious, and that's okay. That's okay. That's what we do. Um, you know, once again, we're on Taft Keg podcast about sobriety and mental health. That is Monte Ball. Where can they find you, Monte? You guys can find me at 
MonteBall28 on Twitter, Instagram, MonteBall, um, Starbucks to get myself a medicine ball to kind of hmm. soothe the sickness, get this mucus out. Um, obviously, I get untapped cake pages, send us messages, topics, all of the above, and we would we would love to love your suggestions, who you want to see, all of the above. Um, where are they going to find you, RJ? You can find me on Twitter at, at it's trickster itz. The I is the one in trickster. Find me, uh, find us, <coughs> Untapped Keg everywhere, all social media, untappedkeg at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you have topics for us to talk about. If you need to reach out, you need help, you know, we'll be there for with peer support. Try to put you in touch with somebody who can help if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. If you just want to talk, just reach out. We'll be there. We'll be, we'll be ears, we'll be a shoulder. Um, you know, I think well, thanks Jenny for always being there in the chat too. Oh yeah, uh, appreciate that. Pre- yeah. Appreciate Roddy for being there telling us what they know and um, what were you going to say, Mons? No, I was just going to say I think another great thing to end on again is is and we've already stated it and you stated it as well. Hopefully, people don't take this as we have all the answers um, or that I have all the answers. Um, <laughs> So a lot of things I'm working through mentally, um, struggling with, um, but, um, but I'm alive. I'm awake. This therapy, this therapy session was awesome <clears throat> and, uh, be able to attack the week now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, you know, Oh, we're part of the believe podcast network. Uh, find us on all podcast platforms. Um, yeah, usually we have guests, but sometimes it's just us talking Every once in a great while, we'll be able to just laugh and have a fun episode. Uh, <laughs> maybe that'll be the next one. But, you know, our holidays were good. Holidays aren't always good for mm-hmm. everyone. Reach out if you had a poor holiday and you need to get that off your chest. Um, like I said, we'll just, we can be there and just be the people to listen to. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, everybody got out of their holiday unscathed, unharmed. Uh, minimal was done and we can move forward but let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least if we don't make it we tried have a good week everybody thank you Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.